Hello, and welcome to Conversations Unlocked, the Unicredit podcast and your gateway to industry insights. I am your host, Twyla Doon, and together we will hear from leading experts as they discuss the challenges Europe is facing and their thoughts on how institutions such as Unicredit can help navigate these issues to be the bank for Europe's future. Handing us the keys this week are Wendy Kopp and Sylvia Capellini. Wendy Kopp is CEO and co-founder of Teach for All, a global network of independent organisations working to ensure all children have the opportunity to fulfil their potential. Joining Wendy is Sylvia Capellini. Sylvia is the recently appointed General Manager of the Unicredit Foundation, established in 2003 and recently relaunched with a new purpose, to unlock the potential of Europe's next generation. Europe's education system is facing uncertain times. More than 80,000 teaching positions are unfilled, lessons are being shortened or even cancelled, and the economic crisis is solidifying the socio-economic disparities across the continent, leading to a decline in basic educational standards. What will this mean for Europe's next generation? We ask our guests how institutions and foundations today can empower the leaders for tomorrow through education to build a better Europe. Wendy and Sylvia, thank you so much for joining us today for Conversations Unlocked. Good to be here. It's really, it's really an honour and a pleasure. Thank you both. So I know the two organisations for Teach for All and the Unicredit Foundation work hand in glove in the face of this crisis. But Wendy, can I start by asking you, Teach for All is on a global mission to provide millions of children with educational opportunities. Could you give us an insight into your work specifically within Europe and what are some of the challenges you're facing here? Yes, as you say, Teach for All is a global network of 60 independent locally led partner organisations and a global organisation all committed to the purpose of developing collective leadership to ensure all kids fulfill their potential. Um, Our partners, and there are 20 of them across Europe, are working to galvanize the kind of rising generation of promising leaders in their countries, people of all academic backgrounds and career interests to channel their energy into ensuring that, that ultimately we affect the kind of fundamental changes necessary to ensure that all kids, irrespective of where they're born, have the chance to fulfill their potential. I know, particularly at the moment, given the economic crisis, that those socio-economic barriers for children within education are, are really being compounded. Have you seen anything specifically in Europe that's happening at the moment that, that has brought about new challenges for Teach for All? I mean, I think we're addressing, first of all, kind of dual challenges. One is is the inequity built in within our education systems, the fact that the circumstances of kids' birth predict their outcomes. That's true across Europe and it's true all over the world. And the fact that our school systems were built in a very different era um, when the challenges and opportunities and aspirations were different. And I, I think what's exacerbating all of that in Europe, 
especially certainly, um, is first of all, just all of the consequences of the pandemic, which played themselves out most significantly in the lives of the kids with the fewest resources. And I think we're seeing the mental health consequences, the the learning loss, and, and all of that is exacerbated by, I mean, certainly the, the the crisis in in Ukraine, alongside other geopolitical situations, um, and and then as well, just the incredible challenge right now in recruiting and retaining teachers, and and there are projections all across Europe about really the dire shortage of, of teachers right now, which of course is is the critical enabler for for overcoming all of those challenges. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I know that unlocking the potential for tomorrow's leaders is a goal for both Teach for All and likewise for Unicredit. So you say that you have 20 strategic partnerships across the continent. Why is it so important for institutions like yourselves to partner in building tomorrow's leaders? Teach for All organisations, and these are organisations like Teach for Austria, or Teach for Deutschland, Teach for Romania, Teach for Italy, Teach for Slovakia, Teach for Bulgaria, and soon to be Teach for Serbia. Um, you know, all of those organizations I just mentioned are part of the, the partnership with Unicredit. Some of them are scaling almost single-handedly, you know, really because of this partnership. I mean, these organizations are all public-private partnerships. They work very closely with, with government, and they're really enabled by partnerships with the private sector. So we're, we're so grateful for Unicredit's support across so many contexts in Europe. You remind me that Unicredit and Teach for All have such a wide footprint. Obviously, each country has its unique challenges, but can you see patterns across the various different locations that you have and those challenges that arise that you have to deal with? For me, probably the biggest learning in this in this global effort of Teach for All, which launched 15 years ago, has been just coming to understand the similarities in the roots of the issues we're addressing from place to place. Certainly we've seen wherever we're making real progress, it's in the hands of, of leaders who are deeply locally rooted and have trust and relationships and understanding of context and culture in, in the places where they're working. But at the same time, we've seen the power of being globally informed, meaning how much faster those local leaders can move when they're in touch with and learning from people from other communities and other countries, because in fact, the roots of the issues we're addressing are so similar. I mean, everywhere across Europe, across the world, we see whole segments of kids who face extra challenges just because of the circumstances of their birth. And there's kind of a prevailing ideology of low expectations for kids that um, just perpetuates and kind of creates that vicious cycle. And so that's why we're working to build a deeply interconnected kind of learning network of teachers and educational leaders, you know, deeply rooted in their local context, but able to learn from each other across borders as a way of accelerating progress. The prevailing ideology that you talk about is such a topic that is focused on now. And so I think that's that's a really good place to bring Sylvia in because I know that you have just joined us straight off the back of the Foundation's relaunch 
and that you're trying to unlock the potential of Europe's next generation. And as as we say, let those younger generations from less advantaged backgrounds really reach a potential that would otherwise not have necessarily been met. So can you tell us a little bit about the relaunch and what the Unicredit Foundation is focusing its efforts on in supporting education in Europe, Sylvia? Since its inception in 2003, the Foundation has always supported the communities with a variety of different initiatives promoting solidarity. But I think, as you, you said, we, you know, it's time for us to do more and, and we want to do more. This relaunch really comes at the moment in our history where um, you know, the pandemic is even exposed and exacerbated some of the um, social and economic inequalities. So we really decided to refocus our ambition as a foundation to ensure, ensure that youth uh, really have a chance to have access to educational opportunities. And by investing in education, we will uh, ensure also growth and sustainable growth and social development for our uh, old continent and in a way for, for all of us and for all community. And if this is true, for um, you know, everyone, it's even more true for those who are in, in a less privileged socioeconomic conditions. That's so true. And, and so often financial institutions uh, and the world we live in can often put onus on nurturing university-taught talent. So how do your initiatives support young people from all backgrounds entering into university and then obviously on to work? within the scope and the new mission of the foundation is for sure ensuring that people stay in the educational system as long as possible, fulfilling their potential and also attending university. But through the foundation, we want to support not only the tertiary education, but even the post-tertiary education, supporting and having an impact on students' academic life and then beyond. And in particular, we will keep promoting and award the best talent in the field of economic and finance supporting them with scholarship, with mastership, with fellowship, but also not only sending them abroad, but also then providing them with funds to come back, to return to their home countries. Most of these people we've noticed come back and they stay in the academia. And by staying in the academia, they improve the quality of teaching also in the university for the benefit of all students. And I know We've talked about the sharp socio-economic disparities between countries in Europe. How will the foundation fulfil its purpose across all of the 13 different territories? Over the past few months, we've really done a full assessment of our geographic footprint to understand where the education need is greatest. Across all the 13 markets, there are huge educational gaps that needs to be fulfilled. These are primarily in the area of um, high rates of school dropout, um, low um, level of uh, employability uh, among youth, and also low level of university uh, attainment. So these will be the three areas that we will be tackling with our initiatives across the Unicredit countries. We will do piloting and testing of some initiatives in some key markets to then eventually expand and reapply the learning in other markets. And just to give you an example, we've just launched with Fondazione Rodolfo de Benedetti um, a project which is about putting in contact schools with the labour market intermediaries. 
So we will be working in ensuring that young graduates of vocational schools um, have access uh, to, to the job market uh, through counselling initiatives, but also through a proper evaluation then of uh, the intervention that we will be doing. And then we will be able to reapply and adapt the project to other markets. I recently saw a statistic that 250 million youths leave school without basic reading and writing and math skills. Wendy, from an educational perspective, how can we give the next generation the tools and resources to help the continent to progress and shape a brighter future for Europe? We talk all the time across Teach for All about the fact that as educators, we really have the greatest role to play in ensuring that we reach all of our societal aspirations, you know, for peace and sustainability and inclusiveness and all. I thought it was incredible to see the heads of state at the UN meetings in New York in September come together around and and commit themselves to the purpose of transforming education towards this kind of broader purpose of ensuring that all kids develop as as leaders, you know, develop holistically so that they are prepared to navigate uncertainty and shape a better future. And it's that kind of, I guess, embrace of the potential students and young people have to to create change and lead change today um, that I think, you know, gives me hope for, for the future. Sylvia. Well, the educational challenge is definitely a complex one and no one can think of addressing and solve alone. So I would say that only by joining forces among institutions, academia, researchers, business and no-profit organization like ours, we can try to tackle um, this huge and complex issue. And on, on our side, I mean, at Unicredit Foundation, we will really uh, push to do that using all the means at our disposal. Thank you, both of you. So now it's time for the part of the podcast where we ask a Unicredit member of staff to ask our experts questions. Hello, my name is Tim Pusic from Group Transformation Office in Italy. Recently, I came across a research that states that half of adult European population does not have good enough understanding of basic financial concepts. According to the research, this has also series of consequences, such as uh, over-indebtedness, fraud and excessive risk-taking. Therefore, I'm wondering whether financial institutions could do something in order to improve the, uh, the financial literacy of European population. So, Sylvia. First of all, thank you to, to this colleague. Financial literacy is a way to increase social mobility and also to improve some financial behaviours. And for sure, financial institutions have a responsibility to play here and a role to play. But on the other hand, and this is very much a personal opinion, so don't take it you know, as, a, as the words of wisdom here, but it's my personal opinion, um, bank can also do a lot in adjusting their language, uh, a less technical vocabulary used, um, and on the other side also simpler product um, and more engaging content may help democratize the financial literacy and then make everyone feel 
more confident in, in approaching or navigating the financial world. I think simplicity is key, as you say. Wendy, have you seen similar, would, would you say that there would be similar benefits across your experience too? Our network partners think it's really important to provide financial education for their kids. And we are thrilled about the Unicredit partnership across Europe because part of this is, in fact, about strengthening the capacity of, of our network's teachers to provide financial education for kids. We're both training them to provide financial education modules, and then, you know, they're co-teaching these modules with uh, staff members of Unicredit. I think it, it's, it's just one of the strongest aspects, I think, of, of our partnership together. Andrea, CEO of Unicredit, often says that, that banks and financial institutions are the engines of society. And of course, that means you need to be able to know how to work the engine. And so if children aren't taught those key skills then then how are they expected to to uh, survive when they when they grow up so thank you both because I think that's a really really poignant and pertinent point to finish on so thank you but finally I just wanted to ask as we it's a really unique experience to have two experts in the field on on a podcast so Wendy and Sylvia in one sentence could you please share with us your key for unlocking success I would say that I've just seen the power of taking a people-first approach in tackling big challenges, meaning to start by investing in recruiting and developing people, leaders, you know, who can bring their kind of full collective wisdom to, to taking those on. So that's what we're doing across Teach for All, and it's what this partnership with Unicredit is enabling. Um, and I think there's just so much applicability to, to basically any challenge any of us might face. Sylvia? I truly and strongly believe by connecting research, practices, and policy, well, working in a collaborative way, we can really face the educational challenge so that we can continue to develop and carry out innovative programs. They can make and they find their ways in the um, policy agenda. And then so far doing, we can continue and shaping Euro's future. The people-centered approach along with collaboration I think is a perfect partnership. I can't wait to see what's next in store um, after the relaunch and and moving forward into 2023. So thank you both so much for coming on the podcast and I really look forward to continuing the conversation in the future.